Podeskew is brought to you by Proper Rumpus Media. Podcast. I am CJ, and with me is the newly married Rico and Stephanie DiGiorgio. What's up? What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> nice. We have to fucking team up now because we each own fifty percent of each other. So I, I, I figured you were one conglomerate anyway. I've referred to you as Stephanico a bunch of times anyway. So why not? <laughs> our, our Wi-Fi is Degutio, but now I, I guess I, we can change it stuff. Uh, I don't know. I like it. It's still good. Uh, yeah, right. just the, at this the old point. Name. And if if you move or when you move, you know, so we'll just then. we'll just steal my what my brother does for his Wi-Fi and just call it Pizza Bagel. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't drop my 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 given name completely. I just moved it over to my middle name. I um I I, I forget where it was, but I was somewhere where the the Wi-Fi was FBI van number three. <laughs> like that's what they called it. So I if if we were if I were to do what I would just call it not the FBI. Or that. <laughs> I mean the, I mean I've seen a bunch of different it, I swear if you go and search like Google or like YouTube, there's probably just a list of like weird fucking Wi-Fi uh names and shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh but hey Married people, what's going on? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, everyone keeps asking us, like, does it feel any different? And I'm like, no, we're still as committed as ever. We just have a legal document saying we're committed as ever. So, you know, is, you know, you know it's funny, though. I, I do like I'm glad you brought it up before I got to ask, but I do like to ask that question. And I'll tell you why, because I've gotten such a mixed reaction from different couples that I know and many of them in the same position that you guys were in that you were living together before you got married. So like, we're not talking like definitely the couples I know they did, did chose to not live together until they were married. Yes. That definitively was different. Right. But sure. And, and that, you know, a lot of people automatically assume that means failure and that's not the case. Cause I know plenty of them that did that and they're fine. But I also mm-hmm. know people like you two that did not, or did live together, excuse me, and and they say some of them will tell me it still feels different for whatever reason. And it's not always a bad different. It's just a different different, you know? So um, so I still like to ask that question. I suspected the answer that I got from you two would be exactly the, the, the answer, but, you know. I think the biggest adjustment is, like, referring to each other as husband and wife. Well, I think that's what yeah. I need any... I would imagine that's for any couple unless, you know, but I think a good chunk of it, like there's, it's not that I'm not proud that I'm a husband and that stuff's, you know, my wife and vice versa and all that shit. I think there are some people that take that pride to the umpteenth level with like, this is my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I will say this though. Steph really fucking hates wifey and hubby. Oh, I, I, 
I, I, I imagine she doesn't like a lot of those little pet nickname thingies that come with being I, a married couple. I love pet nicknames, but I just, those get under my skin so bad. I don't understand why. It's just, I don't know. It just is too demeaning in my opinion. I just can't do it. <laughs> okay. I was yes. gonna... <laughs> welcome, welcome to married life, Rico. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm used to it. See, that's the point is that we're used to it. Yeah, right. Husband and wife has been a weird way of referring to each other. That's for sure. Because well, just... we've always just said partner. And, and like, we've well, been and... saying partner for four years. So I and technically, but see, here's the thing, right? And and I mean this sincerely. In, in the world that we live in now, despite the fact that you guys are a heterosexual couple and not you know, transitioners or whatever, the use of the word partner is not even amongst heterosexual couples is not like that wouldn't be weird to, in my opinion at this point. So for you to say this is my partner doesn't really demean it in my opinion, you know, for what that's well, worth. If people think that Steph like might be a lesbian, it's like, Oh, you know, my partner. And they're like, Oh, okay. And then like, I come and they're like, Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, a big part of it is was I was trying to normalize the term partner with heterosexual couples because for a very long time, partner meant my same-sex couple or my, you know, someone who is a transgendered couple. So, and I was just trying to make it be less stigmatized. And so I've always just said my partner Rico because, I mean, if you actually look at the term partner – I, that's what we are to each other. So, I mean, sexuality aside, that's, you know, it's just the, the truth. The well, I've always identified as a male lesbian anyway, so it kind of works out. The, the irony is there's, there's someone in the LGBT community out there going, going, damn it, can we have one more? Can't we just have that for ourselves? Thank you. Like, really? They, they have half the fucking alphabet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you said it, well, not me. Know, I said it, not me. I, look. I can definitely. I said it, I not me. <laughs> I, I had a I had a glass of, of whiskey. I saw. <laughs> you know, I can see sides of it about how like maybe the LGBTQ would do would want to claim that term, but I don't know. There's just been a lot of connotations about partner as being kind of like a negative thing, and so no, I was trying I, to I, I, anti-stigmatize I, it. You know, <laughs> I think that's. I think at one point you're right, Seth, but I think it's also changed in the last. Mm, five years, maybe five to ten years, somewhere in that window, you know. Well, I, it's funny you say that because Rico and I got our elopement on our fifth year anniversary. So there you go. Yeah. Yep. How's it feel? Uh, I'm constantly fucking with the ring. Well, most constantly... most most people do. That's not an I'm, uncommon thing. I'm well. I mean, I'm constantly fiddling with it, mainly to be like, I need this. I need the stone to be like centered. That'll uh, that that will wear off, my friend. But I'm also well. I hope not. It you know, costs money. Not but the stonium. <laughs> but I'm also fucking with it because I'm like, is it too tight? Is it too loose? Am I too sweaty? Am I too swollen? And I'm always just trying to adjust it. I already have a fucking like tanned indent already. Yeah. So, or I guess a pale indent. Yeah. Um. Did you hear that chunk when you? Put it on the first time. Did it make that noise? That you know. Oh, the the, the locks clicking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Just checking. For the sake of who's on the recording, <laughs> no, I did not. Although I did let her frisk me. No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, Too funny. 
Uh, but anyway, so, so, so she's like too funny. I'll kill you later. <laughs> yeah, no, me or you? <laughs> she could reach me. She can't reach you, fucker. Well, just watch stop. out for. Just be suspicious of any mail you get <laughs> from us. Yeah. It's like, oh, a nice little package from Steph. Rip, kaboom. I'll just throw out anything from the Bay Area for the next like six months. Just no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, smart. But no, so tell it. So it's been. It's it, if my math serves me, it's about ten days now. Uh, no. Uh, eight, nine, nine days. Nine days, yes, nine days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it'll be ten days, but ten, yeah, nine days today and two weeks and it'll be, some ni- it'll be nineteen when you guys hear this. Yeah. Um. So, uh, why don't we recap the day for for those? Uh, not we, you. I'll sit and listen because I wasn't there, but you know, I slept alone. Uh, Steph was with her mother at a hotel, so they could actually like. You know, be together. It was their own little, you know, their their bachelor yeah. Yeah. party. Uh, bachelorette, you know, bachelorette party. Yeah. yeah. And we, so I, I stayed home. Steph was with her mom, so they can like work on the dress. Uh, I fed the cat and fell asleep. And next morning, uh, we should have played Maxwell, games. You should have called me. We should have played games. I know. I needed to sleep. If all I was right. going to play games or fucking around, I would have been up all night and then I would have been useless. I thought about it. I really debated about it, about like staying up late, watching a movie or playing some games or whatever. But I was like, I'm fucking wrecked already. I need to just rest and make sure I'm not like l- sleepily yawning in my fucking wife's face as I like kind of mumble. I do <laughs> like the Isn't only the answer. Like, you ask tired for coffee? Like, I do. I do. Isn't that the same way you ask for a coffee in the morning? I mean, it's not very different. No, Steph and I have have gotten to a point where I don't have to ask for coffee. She just automatically makes it. And while I'm choking down my first cup, while chain smoking cigarettes, she's already making the second cup ready. I got you a carafe. Yeah, yeah. We, we use it, but we I use so much fucking grounds for the pot. Mm. So it's actually it's cost effective. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, for me, though, you know, like Enrico said, I was with my mom and I there were a couple of features of my dress that I wanted to change because I had ordered mine on a plus size website called Torrid. And it's 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 a website that I've bought most of my um, adult wear things that I would wear for the office, things that I wear for cocktail parties. And so when they offered this really cute dress and I got it and the first time I ordered it, I actually ordered it two sizes too large. Ah. And I was asking my family, like, do you think I could slim this down? Do you think I could form fit it to me? And my mom's like, why don't you just order it two sizes smaller? (laughs) So I did. Thank goodness that I like ordered well in advance. And so I was able sure. to exchange it and it made it a lot easier. But there was this puckering in the front that I really just didn't like that feature. And so my mom and I figured out how to get rid of that. Uh, like because the the material was a lace that would fold. And it was just it was just egregiously folding. Like it, th- there was like f- like three or four inches of just overlap that was ridiculous in my opinion so i wanted to take care of that and my mom helped me make that happen so nice yeah it was, so we were just um crafting until like one in the morning getting the dress nice and uh yeah and then we just finished so, up our final touches the first thing in the morning before we went to uh 
Went to the courthouse. So recapping, Rico went to bed early and Steph stayed up late for once. It was a reverse. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't that late. It's not unusual for my mom to be, when we were living together, we would be up crafting until at oh, least Oh, no, no, no. I was, so that I was, wasn't unusual for us. <laughs> I'd like to add two things. One, I think the plus size version of what, like buying clothes on the internet should just be called Fatsy. Two, Steph, you're not allowed to ever say the word pucker ever again because I was fucking giggling silently. I saw that. Like, oh, you know, the front was puckering. I'm like, usually the back is puckering. Oh, God. But yeah, no, we had a very happy ceremony. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Uh... Well, no, because what? So. If you don't mind me telling this bit of the story, Rico, like I don't know I what had, you're talking about. I had looked on the uh, Alameda County website where the the county in which we live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, back to front for a good month prior to our planned in elopement day, which was our anniversary day. And never once did it say that the lice getting the license was step one of a three-step process. So we find out that getting the license was step one. Excuse me. Um, Step two was that we were required to have an officiant sign the license with our witnesses, which never once did it say that we must have an officiant, which is really like irritating as fuck for atheists. I got to tell you that. Right. And, and so we ha- we needed an officiant before we could register the license as we are married on the day that we are married on, which would, we wanted to be our anniversary day. So when we were there, I have a mini meltdown at the courthouse because I'm just like, what the hell is this? There was the the courthouse judges were already fully booked, so we couldn't have a judge be our officiant. And I was like, what the hell are we going to do? Freaking out. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i okay with throwing shade at Alameda County Courthouse bullshit because if anybody who works there, you guys got to change your fucking website, make it a little bit more clear, you know, coherent, readable, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really, really confusing because not only did – I mean, Steph perused it numerous times. I perused it numerous times, and we both came to the same conclusion. So when my day started with Maxwell joining me and he had brought over uh, elements of, of clothing, I had the majority of my, my suit ready, but I needed a couple things that he had had uh, dry cleaned for me. So he shows up. This is funny. Uh, Michael showed up. He had, he had let, he had got off work, went home, grabbed what he thought was his suit, Came to my house to change. That's that's not great words setting up the next part of this story when you say what he thought was his suit. I'm I'm, I'm he afraid. He thought was bear with me. He thought was his suit. Realized he did not have his fucking suit pants, and he was like, "Dude, I don't have suit pants." And I'm looking at his jeans that he's wearing, and they're like, you could see the knees. They're just ripped and frayed yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. fucked up. And I said, "Buddy." <laughs> normally I don't give a fuck about what you wear, but this is a kind of a special day. I was like, look, 
how long will it take for you to go home? He's like, I could be home and back in like 20 minutes. And I'm like, then you better fucking hustle. I was like, the way he drives, that's doable. I've been in the car with Michael. Like, that's... Right. <laughs> or the alternative is that we like stop at like a men's warehouse or something. Yeah, they don't, they don't have Jolly Green Giant on the rack, my friend. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> they do at Big and Tall. I just <laughs> okay. don't know if there's one nearby. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like <laughs> He could fucking have short fucking like, you know, normal pants. Capri. Like, yeah, and then and then he could have like really long fucking socks, and no one would know the difference. It's not his fucking day, anyways. Who gives a shit? But I was like, buddy, I I can't see your knees while I'm like quote unquote walking down the aisle because there was no walking down the aisle. Our our wedding was not like, and do you take blah 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 to blah 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 blah? Like no, there was no vows. There was no none of that shit. We literally signed our shit. Came back out. Everybody was waiting for us outside the courthouse. We're like, all right, like, congratulate us, I guess. So Michael fucked off, got his his pants, and we all, like, took fucking shots together. Uh, and there's a great series of photos of my tenant taking photos of us, like, raising the glass, sipping it, downing the shot, and then, like, having the look of pure revulsion on our face. Like, oh, God. Like tongue sticking out, just grimace on her face. Like it's it's a it's amazing. Um, Maxwell and uh, Nana, Steffi's mom, was were like amazing photographers. We have like five hundred photos. I saw. I I gave up around like one seventy something and just <laughs> stopped. Like all right, it's the same fucking people smiling and hugging. God damn it! There there was five hundred photos just from Maxwell, let alone my mom. <laughs> So there might be close to like 750. Yeah. Either way, I uh, gave up fairly early on and still broke triple digits for what it's right. worth. So So we Maxwell drove me and Michael to the courthouse and I saw the first time I saw my future wife, she was I, I had never seen the dress. Sure. So that was the whole point was I had purposely said, I don't want to see the dress. And in my mind's eye, I'm thinking because Steph is Conventional but unconventional. I was expecting like a wicked wet dream of a of a dress. <laughs> like I was expecting like Willow from Buffy to fuck or Tara or something to like come out of nowhere. Like long, like fucking purple and burgundy long like dress and flowers and shit. No, fucking homegirl like is wearing a goddamn white dress. It wasn't white. It was off-white. It was fucking white, Steph. I'm sorry. I'm so- no, because white looks like paper. It was cream-colored. It was it was, had a yellow hue to it. It was a it was all off-white. Technically, ivory. <laughs> it's not white. Your wife, man, not me. Don't look at me like that. I ain't getting in the middle of this shit. I, I no, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at her. God damn it! It's like Jesus Christ. Hey, Steph, what's your favorite color? Is it blue or green? Oh, you mean aqua or fucking ver- ver- verde? <laughs> I I like my red. You know, I, oh, I don't like red. I like blood. What? Crimson. I'm, I'm, Crimson. I'm setting fucking... the over under of divorce at mm, <laughs> we would New be Year, the only New motherfucking Year's? couple that would like divorce over colors. Like apparently <laughs> we see colors. That's I don't, why I, we broke up. I, 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, Sylvester Stallone and his wife at 25 years got divorced over a Rottweiler, so. Was it his Rottweiler? Well, sort of. He wanted to adopt one. She said no, and he did it anyway. Mm. I know she's green lazy. <laughs> So, he's Sylvester yeah. Stallone. He could fucking he, he's going to make wrong decisions left and right. Look at Rocky Five. And then apparently he covered her face up on the tattoo of her face up with a tattoo of butt kiss from the first Rocky. So, yikes! That's I mean that's some petty shit, and I kind of I'm okay with it. <laughs> like <laughs> anyway, I'm kind of okay with it. So anyway, hey, butt kiss. <laughs> Rico sees the off white dress for the first time. And I, I, I see the white dress. Excuse you. <laughs> it's fucking white. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. I saw you're an off white supremacist. Oh. <laughs> you motherfucker. All right. I take it back. I take it back. You see all colors. You see all the spectrums of the fucking rainbow. You see all the shades of white. Um, sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was. Oh, look, it was very beautiful. I mean, like, I, we're making a whole fucking joke, but like, it, she was beautiful. And I squirted a tear. Not like tears, just one tear. I was like, oh my God. She looks fucking beautiful. She like, did. She looked- you did, Steph. I mean, obviously, it wasn't there, but I saw I saw the pictures. It is, it is honestly not what I expected either, for what that's worth. I, um, I, I'm not going the direction you were, Rico. I, I saw my, for whatever reason, I had this, like, I had this feeling that you, Steph, would go more traditional. I, the, the, as much as we've been joking about it, the off-white part doesn't surprise me. But the, <laughs> but, but the, no, no, because I, I, that really doesn't stun me. But, but I, I, part of me saw you going more traditional with the, not, not that I think you looked you looked beautiful, and 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 I'm not surprised by that either. What you did end up going with, but it you don't need a you don't need a back to pedal. It's okay. Well, part of that's for the audience too, though, not just. Yeah, buddy, you. you're not you're not married to her. You can say what you want to say. I I'll be. I'll I know, but I I suspect we're all going to be linked together in some capacity. I literally the rest fucking of our life. said that she's an off like like I I was like oh yeah white and shit like you're fine. No, I get that, but I'm anyway. But I I did I did somehow suspect you would go more. I don't know. I had just had this like gut thing, and I, maybe it was from talking to Jay because she made it sound that way without telling me anything. You know, she was very, um, very tight lipped about it as secret. well. We know yeah. that. Yeah. So with Jay, I I did show her the dress of choice and the modifications that I wanted to do with it because there were things about the dress that I didn't like. There were things like um, they had the ballerina tools sticking out further mm. than the lace. Mm. And I know that that's a look and it's it's pretty. But to me, it looks like they just didn't know how to cut their material correctly. Like, to me, it looked like the under part of the dress sticking out. Someone fucked up. So I I modified it and cut the tool so that it wouldn't be sticking out for the dress. And I had made a bunch of different kinds of belts because where the top of the bodice, the top half of the of the dress met with the bottom skirt that fanned out, um, there was a crease line of how those two pieces were met, you know, how they were sewn together. And to me, that also looked unfinished. So I was making a bunch of different belts to try and hide that crease line. And I ended up just doing a crocheted thing with my mom. She taught me how to do it. And I uh, weaved a lace and we, we hide, we, we hid the, uh, 
the crease line with a with this crochet with actual white strikingly white thread and a cream which was more cream than the dress itself combination of white and cream uh, belt that that she stitched on because at the time day before our elopement day um, my sister in law had offered to give me a mani pedi and so. She, Jordan, took us to, took mom and myself to a, a place that she recommended, highly recommended, and I got longer nails than I ever normally would wear, which made me doing anything with needlepoint much too difficult. I'm used to having very short nails, and so mom helped me with attaching everything and doing the final touches, because if I had, if I didn't have mom here, I would have chosen the very short Manny, the short hands, you know, nails getting done. You, and you did choose the very short Manny, I assure you. <laughs> no, it, they were much longer than what I would traditionally have because normally I only have it as far as my, where my finger is, where the puffiness of my finger, like how I have it right now. But I went much further beyond that, and that's very unusual for me. So, but it was a really beautiful, um, experience have being able to just hang out with us girls that was kind of like our bachelorette thing is that we got mani patties and just enjoyed our company and then you know went went our separate ways and mom and i worked on my dress the day before so it was it was very nice no it, it, and it, it was a beautiful dress to have I, I i and like i said jay jay kept a very tight secret i mean she 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 told me a, it's so funny you 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 guys talk to Jay more than I do I mean I don't even talk to her very often we don't very verbally conver- converse very often it's mainly through uh DMs Jay and I um mm-hmm. so she told me a whole bunch without saying a whole lot of anything as Jay tends to do if we get in her reports which we love to death so don't get it's not a criticism of Jay because I have to say that because you know she'll be like oh I'll make it shorter next time and no shut up that's not what I mean but um, no don't shut up that's what he means exactly yes thank you um but she so she said a whole bunch without saying anything at all specific which so I think I think I being left to put the pieces together myself I I envisioned something wholly different but you looked beautiful i i and 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 at the same time as soon as i saw it i was like yeah that makes perfect sense like it, it made 100 percent sense as soon as i saw it that that that's what you went with so yeah well you know rico and i have decided that we wanted to do an elopement which is different than a wedding an elopement is just getting the i do's and the legal portion kind of over with sure. and just doing it real super quick with a small gathering rather than a wedding where there's the big ceremony and there's the big reception and there's the big parties before and after. And it's like the whole rigmarole. So because I mean, part of that was because we didn't know if Ron's dad was going to still be alive during sure. our, sure. our elope. Rico's so, dad, not Ron's dad. Yeah, right. Rico's dad, Ron. Sorry. Uh, I, I so think, I think people put that together, Rico, but thank you. We, we didn't know if, if Rico's dad was still going to be with us. And so we made no plans for like a honeymoon. We were doing a staycation. So we didn't know if he was going to still be upstairs and need our assistance. And so. Oh, yeah, we would have been unavailable. That would, that would not have happened. I told Joel and Alex ahead of time, like, I don't give a fuck. I will. I, I if that's, if that's still kicking on my 
the, the, my three day staycation. Sorry. And I told him like, you guys need to step up for those three days. Sorry. We actually had that. They, they did have, anyways. He happened to be dead, but they did it anyways. He, he, uh, we have that on recording. Cause I think you said that like a month ago too. You were like, I told them like, we have that on yeah. a couple episodes of you I saying gave that. Them ample heads up and they, and you know, dad was just like, nah, <laughs> like, <laughs> But you know, nah. I, I figured I figured since we're going to do a wedding with the I do ceremony and the parties and everything that uh, we we are planning to try and do that next year. And if not the year after and that, I'm still... that I would do the more of what Rico was expecting of the more like medieval Wiccan kind of look, because that is the look that I would go for. Like, he's not wrong. It's just the this year I wanted to do a little bit more of the quote-unquote traditional sense of wearing like a dress with lace and having you know uh some i i actually didn't plan on carrying any flowers or anything um my mom had (laughs) without me knowing she had spent so many man hours creating this lace um which i'll show to cj but it's like it's so many like hearts and it's this beautiful doily of just ridiculously small literal thread like i can't believe that she did this with her vision being as poor as it is so um she surprised me with that to wrap around a bouquet of flowers and so we bought some flowers on our way to the courthouse um speaking of flowers maxwell brought uh a a rose from nancy's garden and and it was the only one in bloom and my my asshole fucking way of thinking was I knew that we were going to have to fucking get up. I, I knew I had to get a bouquet of like flowers for Steph. Like I, I didn't discuss it with her. Right, right, right. But I was yeah. like, I got to get her some flowers. I know I want to stop it safely. And Maxwell fucking shows up with a fucking rose like this is from Nancy. And it's the only one. And I'm like, all right, fuck Safeway. Yeah, like, no, I, for real. At that point, I agree. Yeah, fuck Safeway. Yeah. yeah. So this bouquet of flowers that Steph had would just shove Nancy right in the fucking middle. Nancy's flower, I guess, is the more. Yeah, 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 you and I both look at each other like, that sounded so wrong. (laughs) It sounded dirtier than it is, but it was beautiful. Shoved my mother in the flowers. Well, and and it was. On my wedding day. (laughs) But it was just right because the rose that Nancy had that Maxwell had brought that Nancy had grown was a cream colored. It was a yellow more type. It was off white. It was off white. Yeah. It's definitely off white. You know, it wasn't strikingly yellow, but it wasn't white. So it was that cream colored of a rose and it was was off yellow. Yeah. It was perfect. And it worked really well. I mean, mom and I, we bought just some carnations because that's my favorite flower. So we just bought like a few carnations and, and the, the, the lady, okay, so we just, like, randomly chose a florist, and she's like, oh, we don't do walk-ins, and my mom's like, but she's getting married in, like, 30 minutes, can you just, like, hand us some flowers, and the lady was so put out, but she did it anyway, and we literally just wanted flowers and maybe some baby's breath, like, n- next to nothing, and right. she makes this whole, like, with greenery and all of this bullshit in the back, and we were just like, what the fuck is she doing? So she's hustling, you guys are yelling run florist run (laughs) 
was just, it was so bizarre because we were standing in the front like for so long and we're like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, we just want a handful of flowers. Like, we don't need this huge fucking bouquet. It was, that was pretty funny. That is funny. That is funny. Uh, so, you were kind of telling our story like in chunks here and there, but like, ultimately we we got married, we signed the right shit, but the officiate we didn't have a fucking rabbi on hand or anything like that so while we're freaking out i am texting both my brothers because i knew one of them became ordained or became an officiate Mm -hmm. for the for the other one uh so i'm texting both of them in a panic and i didn't realize it till later but i texted them in a group text with my sister and she like i talked to her like a couple of days ago, she's like, "Yeah, I saw I, I saw a whole bunch of texts. You freaking out?" I was like, "I'm not gonna like involve myself in this. Like, I I'm just gonna let you guys figure this out." Yeah, smart move on Levy's part. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. uh, so they they were both like, "We are not available right now." I'm like, "I don't give a fuck what you are. I will come to you, and all you have to do is say Malsatov and sign some shit." And then while we're trying to figure that out, Michael, in about asked, four minutes. Well, he asks me, he's like, how long is it going to take? And I'm like, I have no idea. She says it's online. The the, the lady who was working with us in, in the courthouse, she's like, she says that it's free, you can do it online, and that it shouldn't take too long. Uh, uh, and so as we're trying to get Alex, like, wrapped into our day plans of getting his signature, he's just online, like, becoming inefficient. Uh, like. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, that's exactly, if I had been there, that's the first thing I wouldn't have even, with all respect, I wouldn't have even asked. I would have just gone on and started. And I would have, even if it cost me something, I would have paid, it would have been worth the payment to just be like, here. (laughs) And and we know that. I mean, it was just like, but like Michael wasn't like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. Apparently he just fucking did it. Well, that's what I'm saying. On the sly, like he didn't, it's just like you. Well, you said, you said he asked you how long it was going to take or whatever. That's why I was saying, like, I don't even think I would have gone that far. I just would have whipped out the phone and been like, how do I become ordained? Click, you know, like it just would have been. So ever since then, the entire day we've been calling Michael Padre. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Definitely. And like Reverend, like Reverend fucking Michael and Saint oh, I'm, Michael. I'm, I'm, and... I'm changing his name in my phone to that. I haven't done it yet, but I need to. Well, technically, he's a minister. Technically. Technically, well, he's an atheist officiate. Yes. <laughs> but we were cracking jokes left and right. I'm like the most, I mean, he was like blessing us with like the devil's horns and everything. <laughs> I like, see that. I can see that. It was the funniest shit. So like he just saved the fucking day because we're like, all right, we're not going to like, and Steph and I are like, we can probably do this, but maybe be like a little late for our dinner. And Michael's like, boom, done. We're like, okay. And he came in and they, he showed it like, is this good? They're like, yeah, that's good. You're done. So we signed our shit, walked out. That was it. Registered same day. It was perfect. And then there we made go. our way to the restaurant, which is where we had our fourth year anniversary at Quinn's no, Lighthouse. No. We still had time before we went to the rent ro- to the restaurant, though. Um, You're right. You're right. So we got we got day drunk. <laughs> no, no, we only had one drink. We went to our. You only time. had one drink, and look at you. Well, no, I've had two. <laughs> we uh, we went to uh, 
George and Waltz down at the end of the street and had a drink and everybody was applauding us on our way in and on our way out. We, we just had an hour to kill before our dinner started. So total strangers, by the way, we didn't knew, we knew none of these people were like, Hey, wedding, applaud. And we're like, okay. Well, because well, tip, I, typically people applaud shit like that. I've been in, I've been in, maybe not in, I forget if I was in, I forget where I was, but I've been in places where you see a, 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 married freshly married couple walk in maybe not in a situation you guys did like maybe an after party but i've still been there and everyone's like yeah you know, so. that, that was the funny thing because we were at the courthouse where people frequently get married we were passing by brides and grooms like yep. at least two or three times and we're like congratulations like congratulations to you like it was the funniest <laughs> like, so like, great. we were walking like people were like driving by like congratulations we're like thanks total stranger i appreciate that did you write just married on the back of the car or no 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 uh but yeah so we had a drink there uh, which was my first drink of the day and then um went to dinner which was which was very nice and then we had dinner yeah it was quaint it was just uh eight of us well, nine technically with the baby, but which, by the way, can we talk about the baby for a split second? Because I know it's your wedding day or your elopement day, and and I know this is happening, and and you know whatever, and and I suspect at some point during the day I'm going to get a message or pictures or and or a combination of both. The first thing I get is a a message that says, "Okay, we're married," with a picture of Steph holding a baby. That is the first picture. No, it was a whole bunch of photos together. You may have gotten the first one. That one first. That, that's what I'm saying. The first picture that pops up is Steph holding a child. And I'm like, wait a minute. That is, that is I, Metro PCS's fault. I, I sent a whole, I, I sent one first. I was like, did, did, did they start handing out babies with marriage licenses? Did I miss something here? Like, So Maxwell's niece invited us to their wedding. Right. And they came to our elopement party and they just recently had a baby. And the last time we saw them was her baby shower. So, yes. no, I, I'm sure I, I I was sure there was a but more logical You're not the only one. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when I posted that photo, everybody was like, whose baby is that? Did you guys have a baby we don't know about? <laughs> and I literally, when I repo- when I posted, I wrote, "No, the baby's not ours." I saw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was I like, the just fun- to get that out of the way. I, I was. I love I love her to death, but I was waiting for the DM from Jay to go. Okay, what happened and why didn't you tell me? <laughs> like, <laughs> how in the fuck could we hide a baby from Jay? Hey, or you? Me, you, me. It's easy. No. Do you do you honestly think that we've been talking about Dino this whole time and that he's been a cat this whole time? No. We've no, had but, we've had a baby. How frequently do I see Stephanie? That is true. Not very often, and usually it's just a wave. Yeah. But you would hear a baby. Well, I, I, at some point, probably, yeah. But, I mean, that baby looked relatively young. I mean. Yeah, but. But the answer is no. <laughs> Not yeah. my baby. Very cute, though. Very cute. No, we, we, already have enough, we already have enough babies, new babies in the uh, Potoskew family right now over in, in, in the UK. They, that's good enough for now. So. Well, and, uh, and Jabbo's new <laughs> New one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's I forgot Olivia. Yeah. The only the only like baby whining you'll hear is from me. But I've, been, hear- I've been hearing that for four plus years at this point. That's nothing new. <laughs> Quick cuts. <laughs> you know, so um <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the dinner was was fabulous because we went to the same restaurant that we went to last year, which was Ron's recommendation. And wow, it was a really good recommendation. I One like. of the few things he fucking got right. Do you think that'll yeah. just be your new like year? As long as you're in the Bay Area, that'll be your your. your I mean, it's highly plausible. I do as really as, enjoy the lighthouse as, restaurant that's right off next to Alameda. It's off the water. It's beautiful. And also. Food. It also Love maintains it. it; it stays open. That's also a condition, of course. But yeah, if we keep know. going there and spend the money that we spend, they'll stay open. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not that expensive. It's not. No, it's not. It's not that expensive. Like, it's not that much more than like a Black Angus Steakhouse. You know, I'm not asking for a number, but more or less than we spent at that restaurant that we spent way too much money at in the bay, on the bay. Well, we didn't pay for this dinner. Uh, yeah. Maxwell and his parents foot of the bill and that was very nice of them um i, I would, would say ahead, it's like a, it's like a 20 dollar no because that, 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 i would say 25 is the average dinner because some of them are 20 some of them are closer to 30 so 25 is the average like meal right because that restaurant that. we went to in in san fran at the oh that place was, that place was bullshit yeah no that that was exceedingly more yeah so well but uh, it, yeah very good dinner and then we, uh, <laughs> so my sister tried to oh. set, up, set up a hotel, uh, for us to stay out as a honeymoon, which was ridiculously close to our home. And we were like, why is she even doing this? Well, she was, I mean, it was, it was the thought. I mean, yeah. but it didn't pan out because, um, little did my sister know there's these new policies with hotels that the card that made the reservation needs to be present when you actually walk in. And so, um, there was complications about us having to pay and it was like, no, my sister reserved it. And it, it, we ended up just saying, no, I want to go home. I had spent the night away from home. I cleaned the whole house. Like, I just want to be back with my cat in a bed that's familiar to me and just relax at home. That was all I wanted. You want to be back with your cat in a house, not not your husband. You're just like, I miss the furry little fuck, but not that furry little fuck. Well, I mean, I I was going to be with you no matter where we went. So that was like, I just wanted to be back home. Fair enough. And my sister thought. Welcome to married life, Rico. (laughs) Well, my, my I have more experience than you do, CJ. I'm doing okay. She thought we were upset with her because the plans like fell through the cracks, like it didn't go the way that she expected. And we were like, no, like this is an extravagance we didn't want this year. This was ridiculous. It was like going to be four hundred dollars. It was. It was. Yeah, that's for one night. Was, that's yeah. Yeah, four hundred dollars to be a mile and a half away from our house. I was like, this is bullshit. I'd rather spend four hundred dollars on a whole bunch of sushi, which brings us to the day after. I, I really hope they didn't. They did not spend four hundred dollars, but Joel and Alex uh, bought us a amakaze, which is the chef's choice of sushi dinner. So, like, whatever the shoot the 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 sushi that the chef fancies uh, is ultimately what we get. This place, I I think was different because it was pre like it was already kind of pre-planned so it was i don't know the name of this fucking place i think it's called delage maybe it, not it, deluge no it's not deluge it's, it's like delage it looks like it yeah yeah it's d-e-l-a-g-e i believe yeah and, and it's uh like joel had sent me the 
the it was like an eight course menu. And we go there and we're all dressed to the nines and we, we, I mean, it's actually a very small restaurant. It's very unassuming, but the whole purpose of it is amakaze. It's not like you just go in and get a couple fucking California rolls or a bento box. You like, it's like, like appointment reservation fucking amakaze shit. Only. So only there's a bar, there's two tables and that is it. Yeah, and it, it's a sushi bar, so there's not like an actual like you know, liquor bar. It's the the chef is at, is making the eight course meals in front of you, and there's already a pre printed um, course of what what's going to happen for the day, the whole menu, and they give you recommendations of like when to drink drinks, when not to drink drinks, how like the order in which to eat things that they give to you because there'll be like a plate of like four different things and they'll say you have to eat this left to right and you have to eat it a certain way and you have to drink drinks a certain way to have the experience that the chef wants you to have. Right. And I mean, look, we love sushi. We're probably going to order sushi when we're done with this because we're both like, we're kind of drunk. Should we cook? Probably not. (laughs) So, and all this talk about sushi is making me fucking want it again. But the sushi that we got was not like, there was traditional sushi. Like there was, yeah, that was it. That was, we, that's where your, where your mouse is, is where we sat. Those two chairs on the right that are uh, sideways mm. to the bar is exactly where we sat. Rico was closer to the wall and I was closer to the end. And yeah, and the, the chef was standing right where um, the male chef is in this particular image you're showing us. So yeah, it was a yeah. very delicious dinner. And I mean, I can understand why it was like $100 per person kind of shindig. Like this is a very um, bougie. Mm-hmm elaborate way of eating traditional and quite non-traditional Japanese food. Yeah. At one point, like I think the first course, the, the amush bush was basically like, I, I mean, I'm, that's what it was called. It said it on the fucking menu. It, it's um, true. I mean, I'm chuckling because it's just how ridiculous that sounds. Amush bush, you know, yeah. is really what it was. Like it was. And, <laughs> They like gave us like a spherical fucking like go up to the, scroll up to the first course. If you I can. It. it won't. It won't let me scroll. All right. So basically, it was like a it was like a crystal cracker is the best way I could describe it. It was like a three D printed fucking cracker that looked like the Universal fucking logo. It was just a sphere and hollow on the inside. And well, the way that I like to describe it is like if you had ever seen like uh, hold on, hold on a step, hold on a step. That's it, right there. That is the exact one. But and my you know, dumbass was like, "Are the rocks edible?" Because I don't know what uh, everything like. Everything is edible. I'm like, "Really?" And they're like, "Well, except the rocks." I'm like, "Oh, okay." But the best way to describe that that form that was uh, at the bottom of the picture is like if there's um like a caramel or a chocolate drizzle, and they like do it over a bowl or over a balloon, and then they pop the balloon, and it makes that form, mm. you know. It was like that, but with like a rice starch. And so it really didn't have much of a flavor, but it was very much of a crunch. Yeah, it is kind of like if someone took like a straw and like stuck it in like some rice and blew air into it. It was really kind of an interesting thing. But the food, I mean, it was a whole experience. And then they, Joel and Alex had bought us not only a bottle of not champagne, they bought us Italian sparkling wine. 
Mm-hmm. And I ha- and I had to clarify that because I'm like, oh my god, thank you for the champagne. Like that was not champagne; that was Italian sparkling wine, because we knew you would not drink anything French. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, so we had this Italian sparkling wine that was great. And then when the fourth, right before the fourth course came out, they brought out a bottle of sake that Joel and Alex had paid for as well. And the requirement was drink like you take a take a sip in between. Uh, the each of the nigiri flavors, the nigiri, yeah. So it's like that. It's and and we were Steph and I were playing a whole fucking game of like, will the sake taste smooth or harsh after this particular taste? And yeah, so we're like, oh, it's really fucking awful in this one. Oh, it's oh my god, it's so fucking amazing in this one. It was it was really incredible how the chemistry of the food that you were eating drastically changed the sake. Like sometimes it was really, really, really sweet and smooth. And other times it was harsh, like, like a hard liquor is harsh where it's just, it was grating on the tongue and it was just really like, I, we got a hammer. I go, I'm sorry you did. I, but I can see that I've been to, um, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's similar, but it wasn't sushi. It was just one of those things where this is, there's a five course meal and they give you a different wine with, they pair a different wine with each course and it's very specific to go with the food. So I totally understand what you're saying, you know? Yeah. So about halfway through our meal though, there was a homeless guy who like tried to kick in the windows. Oh, it like made the whole restaurant silent. And we all looked at the, at the window that he was smacking. We were just like, what the hell? I thought it was part of the fucking dinner experience, personally. <laughs> they hired no, some guy to dress like, homeless. Okay, and... now we get to see the chef kill a guy and then serve it to us. What do you, I was gonna say, where do you think you get the sushi from? It ain't fish. Uh... No, no, no. Our sushi chef was this little uh, short lady. And she, this guy's kicking the windows like he's trying to... Like, I don't know. I imagine he's just like, I want... I'm hungry. Well, fuck these fucking guys who can afford to have sushi. And we're like, we can't afford to eat here, motherfucker. Like, we're just as poor as you. It's actually and not that bad, according to what I'm reading you, here. If you could imagine, like, a little Japanese grandma type lady. Yeah. Is, is she, is she was that kind of look. Like, she was, you know, past... She was very much in menopause, had, like, um, graying white hair, you know. She was an adult woman who was very, like strong-willed and like she she went out from behind the bar and we're all just kind of like looking at her like what is gonna happen and she opens the door steps outside doesn't say a fucking word stares the guy down and then comes in and it was the most intimidating thing i've ever seen in my fucking life (laughs) i like nudge stuff i'm like you better eat all this shit (laughs) (laughs) like this She's got sharp knives. Don't fuck around here. She just stared down at a dude who's like six foot two who's trying to kick in windows. And she's just like, bro, I will cut you so many fucking ways and serve you with a side of soy. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I can only imagine because we couldn't see from where we were sitting, but I could only imagine that she gave that like mother stare, you know, that stare yeah, that yeah, parents can yeah. do that just sends the fear of God into you. Like I swear she did that. <laughs> we we kind of suspected that this has happened before. Like she was yeah. like literally went out and be like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed stare. <laughs> We're like, you keep doing this every other week, fool. But uh other than that, like extreme highlight of the night, it was very peaceful and it was very delicious. And I'm very, very grateful that we had this experience, but it's not something that I would be like 
oh, I'm in the mood to do this again. You know, like this right. was an experience that taught us a lot of things, but it's it's very much outside of our normal palette. Yeah, it's kind of it's not. I agree. It really is something like if, if Steph and I were like, oh, you feel like sushi at night? It's like, well, we could do uh, Delage or we could do like, you know, yummy sushi, you know, go-go, which is like a yeah, local go-go. fucking place. So like, well, we could spend $100 and get $100 worth of fucking cheap sushi that is like pretty tasty. Or we could spend $100 each and be like, oh, what is this canvas that I'm about to eat? Yeah, yeah, that's really I mean, all it is. It's like it's tasty art. I, I do, I do. There's a thing. I don't know if they're still doing it because COVID's fucked up so many different things over the last two years. So I don't know what's what's what anymore. But uh, Iron Chef Masaharu Morimoto has a restaurant here in Philadelphia called Morimoto, and mm-hmm. you can go and just order off the menu. But they also have this this thing mm-hmm. where you go in, Amakaza. yeah, and it's two hundred bucks a person. But, but you get, it's like seven or eight courses like this. I'm suspecting you get a few more pieces than you do at this place. That's not saying anything bad about this place. And then you each get, and you you each get a guaranteed $100 bottle of sake. Like each person that pays the 200 bucks. So a hundred of it's the food, a hundred of it's the sake. And then you go, yeah. So like, don't get me wrong. We walked out of there very full. And I think part of that was because we we drank everything we, that was was. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't walk out of there. We stumbled out of there. Um, we drank the entire bottle of sake, which like at the end of the meal, she's like, "Oh, and you can take this home." And we're like, "There's nothing left." <laughs> and, our our, and our had, waitress was so innocent. And we had the whole um, sparkling wine, but we did it tastefully. It's not like we were like just yeah, kicking yeah, them yeah, back. Yeah. We no, I did it you. like between the meals and between each bite and it wasn't like we were just you know belligerently drinking yeah just getting hammered i got you yeah no it was all part of the experience because we would compare like how it how uh, a dish would taste with the sake versus sparkling wine and it was it was very fun i would say i would definitely do it again but it's not something that i'd ever be like oh i'm in the i'm in the mood for this you know Right. Maybe like in a ten-year anniversary or something like way down the line, I'd I'd do it again. But or just some other no. special event of some ma- magnitude, you know, like something like yeah. that. I got you. Yeah. So well, that that's. I mean, that sounds nice. Is there is there any more? Is there is that is that cover the entirety of the of the adventure? I mean, um, that was Saturday, and then Sunday, uh, my mom went back to Washington State, and we spent the afternoon. We had a lunch at. Um, Joel and Jordan's house. They made okay. us a lunch, and we were able to hang out with them for a bit. So that was really nice. That ca- that capped off the weekend. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. And I, I'm glad. I I mean, there was definitely times, you know, uh, because I, you know, I have you set up Rico when you jump online. I see you when you get online for PlayStation. That way, if we're both free and want to play a game or whatever. So multiple times, I would see, you know, Rico Rico's online now, and I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, and I and and I knew it. It actually, for what it's worth, as stupid as it sounds, made me smile because I, I knew you guys were relaxing and enjoying each other's time. And especially because, like, at one point, it happened in the middle of the recording the episode I did with Jabo uh, to to fill the seat, and it was funny because I was like, "Good, he's having fun. He's either playing a game or watching something with Steph, and either way, they're having a good time." And you know, I've got things 
handled on this end. And because I couldn't be there, to me, that was the best thing that I could do for you for that weekend was to let you guys just... Because you tried to be like, no, we'll still record. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no. That's, for, for, yeah. for a brief minute, I debated about it. Yeah. So. We very well could have. Um, no, but I'm Rico not. did play a game to show my mom. It was the that Japanese game. Do you remember what it's called, Rico? Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I need to play that Tsushima. still. But yeah, um, no. But yeah, it, it it felt good for me to be like to know that you guys were enjoying each other's time and you know whatever. And 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 despite, I mean, obviously it couldn't be. I didn't know Michael was coming. Not that that's a thing, but I just didn't. I didn't realize Michael was gonna. You know, I thought I literally thought it was you two, and your mom because I knew your mom was coming down. I knew that. The, you know that was it drive over and i think rico you had mentioned maxwell i thought that would pretty much be it you know which it pretty much was it sounds like except for michael yeah you know right so we had the two michaels because maxwell's name is michael but i always well, just call him by his last name so so we did. had everybody does yeah. we had mike we had michael and maxwell be our witnesses that was the original plan and because you only technically need one but they have the option for two and so when Michael offered to be our officiant. We still had Maxwell as our witness. And I kick myself now, but I should have asked my mom if she wanted to be the second witness because she was there, you know? I'm sure she's not upset about it, though. I wouldn't stress it. No, she's not. But I'm kind of, like, upset at myself that I didn't think, like, our two parental figures should have been on the the form. Yeah, I think think you're all right, though. Um well, that's awesome, guys. I'm, I'm very happy for you both. I, 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 You know I love you both to death, so I'm very excited this day actually came because I know for a while that wasn't in the cards by design. By design. <laughs> by um, design, yes. You know, so that's not meant as a shot. It was just not going to be a thing. And then something changed, and that's what it is. And and here we are. So, you know, and that's, that's none of those things are bad. <laughs> like none of the, none of yeah. those things are bad. So it's, it's a good thing. And I, I know I speak for a lot of people that we look forward to either late 2023 or 2024, uh, round two with everybody involved. And, uh, I, I know I'm excited to do it, uh, ma- mainly cause I just want another sandwich from Ike's, but, um, <laughs> you know, I will tell you, unfortunately, that the the Ike's Deli that we go to is not doing as well as no, we no. Need. Actually, the, the thing that I want the most, the thing that keeps like hovering over my head, is that fucking Thai place we went Bur- to because that was so good. I thought you were gonna pull out the breakfast burrito at Hudson Bay. That's good too, but that Thai place is the place that's really been kind of like lingering in my brain for some reason. That was really good. So, and that's which, where, that, yeah. Which which Thai place did we take him to? Infinite or Tuk Tuk? I think Tuk Tuk. Yeah. And yeah, it's the yeah, one with there... the, the, the thing in the restaurant. The yeah. That's Tuk Tuk. Yeah. That's where Rico and I had our first date. Because uh, I yes. had rolled in so late that Tuk Tuk was the only place I was open. Yes, I remember I remember you I think you told me that 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 particular night. Yep. Well, we told so. we told yep. everybody, we told total strangers. Yeah, just All the walking time. down the street. It go is... to Tuk Tuk. That's our first date place. Go enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Yep, that is how it's marked in my brain, and I tell everyone. <laughs> well, fair enough. When they do, when they fuck up, we call them fuck, fuck, die. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, but no, very much. I know I speak for a lot of people when I say congratulations, and that we're very happy for everybody. So for all you, you guys. So um, I listen. I know it's pretty short for us, so I didn't know if you wanted to hang around for a little bit. I did whip out the old pod decks if you wanted to. 
play a few, go through a few. Sure. Should we pull one of these off the deck? Or I also saw a movie, but I didn't know if you guys would want to do a movie today. So let's do a couple of the pod deck, and then we'll move on to the movie. All right, I did shuffle these, so we might have seen these before because I know we've 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 been through some of them before on Get Vocal, but you know who knows. Uh, mm. First one, these are all called "What the Heck," so it's just like I think they're all like Coke or Pepsi type choices, if I understand okay. it. Uh, toilet paper over or under? Over. Over. Totally over. I was under because I just didn't give a shit. And then I was like, I saw, I, I think I read somewhere where like, it, it like, it like, I don't know. There's something about like the way it is, is supposed to be over. I don't know. I, I just I, I do will, it over I, as a habit. I can answer that for you. So the un- <laughs> it, having the toilet paper be under has the toilet paper rub against the wall, which walls collect germs. It's actually unsanitary. But if you have pets that are assholes, having it on the underside makes it be where the roll won't end up on all over the floor. So I can understand why people would do the under option, but I'm definitely an over roll person myself. I will tell you a very quick story that when I was younger, because of uh, lack of hand control, I had to rip toilet paper one handed. And most people do anyway, but I couldn't do it the way that you traditionally do it. And so we would keep all the toilet paper in the house under because when you ripped it under, it would like stop it from to Steph's point of like unspooling. Because if we had it over and I did it the way that I had to do it as a kid, it would end up like the asshole pet thing, except not on purpose. And it'd have toilet paper all over the floor. So we, we did do that. But as I've gotten older, I've been able to, you know, I've had more strength and agility and all those things. So, yeah. They also make those... um you know, those bars that lack of better term, those, uh, yeah. those covers that go over the roll so that when you have it on the overside, you have something to rip against that they you didn't, were talking yeah. about. Yeah, they didn't have that 1980 something, but yes, now they do. Yeah, you know, so. Um, all right, next one. Uh, okay, if this is, I guess these are not all choices, but this is still fun. Um, if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? So you have to name peanut butter something else and still have it be accurate that is a really confusing question um because it's creamy peanuts nutter butter (laughs) uh huh this is gonna keep me up at night um it's gonna keep you up at night did you just say that did i hear that yeah uh peanut cream okay um I'm, i'm gonna answer this for all three of us but I'll read the question first. Uh, have you ever had a weird Uber experience? Yes, because we were all there at the same time. I wouldn't call that a weird Uber experience. No, it, was it wasn't. Just, it was just it was just fun. It was fun to be able to see. Right. That, so. Um, it was a little weird. I got to be honest. I mean, I don't think any of us were at that point. Like, that night, I did not get hammered. I was. De- I definitely would not have been safe to get behind the wheel of a vehicle. But I was not drunk like I was the, one of the other right. nights. But when we were going down the hills in in that upper portion of, of San Francisco was a little like <laughs> daunting. Yeah. I in an inebriated state, it was a little unnerving. I'm <laughs> just saying. I was with Joel one night and we were out drinking together and I was like kind of oblivious, which is really not normal for me. Like I usually can read like Uber drivers and sure. And kind of gauge danger and shit. And 
our Uber driver, I thought was totally fine, but Joel was super wigged out and was like literally texting me sitting next to each other. Like this guy is fucking freaky. Like this guy is not okay. He's, he's not normal, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, he's fine, dude. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. The guy that picked us up in Red Bank was a little odd. Like I didn't feel unsafe, but he was a little weird. I barely remember that. I remember I try to crack jokes with all the Uber drivers because I know like their job is not easy. Yeah. So I try to make like a whole lot of fun for them. No, oh, yeah. Uh, it it was fine, but he was a little strange, is what it was. It was still it's, it, it was the uh what, the, the central jersey in him that really kind oh, of you know, put you off. Yeah, it was absolutely that. Um gotcha. I have not had a weird experience. Uh, generally, if I'm using Uber or Lyft or any kind of like rideshare service, uh, I let the driver dictate what kind of environment the room is. So if they don't start a conversation, I don't. Um, but I did have one experience and Rico was there in which I was dictating to the driver how to get us home. <laughs> without asking them if they needed assistance. <laughs> it's like, okay, you want to be in the right lane to make the left so that you can immediately make a right. And I was just like telling them all the like ins and outs of how to get to our house. And I, I think I honestly like, like he's got the map stuff. You're drunk. Yeah. Stop. Oh, I was going to say, had you been drinking that answer? Yeah. To that question? Okay. Ste- yeah. And, and I think I literally told her later, I'm like, what you're doing or what if you kept going, if I hadn't stopped you, you would have been that white woman telling a dude how to drive. And I was like, don't do that. It would be like mansplaining while I'm drunk. Like it was so terrible. <laughs> um Okay. Yeah. I uh this one this one I think is a pretty quick one. Would you ever pick up a hitchhiker? Depends where. Yeah, I don't no. think I what I wouldn't at this point. No. No. I, I, mean, I think I, I, honestly, if it was like a family, like it was like a dude and like his kid, and like mm. clearly their their tire broke down or, or some no, shit. No, no, no I, I still no, don't think I would no. do it. Yeah, I the the only time I think I would pick up a hitchhiker, and I don't even think this would qualify, is like, let's say you, we both lived in the same town, and you broke down, and I didn't see, I didn't know you broke down, and I just happened to be driving down the road, and I see Rico on the side of the road broken down, I'd pick you up. But I don't know if that would qualify as a hitchhiker, you know, so. I, I mean, my dad, dad picked up a lot of hitchhikers when we were like. He just uh, picked up people. People just yeah. showed up at the house. It's true. Like, there were there were a couple of times where it's like, you know, we got a hitchhiker. And then we ended up just like, all right, well, yeah, I can come up to the land with us and do some work. Or, but, or do you just live here now, you know, yeah. rent free. Yeah, <laughs> here, you can, live in the, you can live in the trunk. Yeah. Like. No. Um, $1,000 yeah. a month. Yeah, right. As a woman, never. And I, I always like tell people where I'm going. I tell people when I get there. I no, never, no, 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 no hitchhikers for me. I'm sorry, I'm not good Samaritan enough to risk my life for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, hear that? Hear that, hitchhikers? Sorry. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, those hitchhikers listening to Potterskewers are walking down the side of the road. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I think I know the answer to this one for Rico. Uh, if you could bring one back, bring back one famous person from the dead, who would it be? Yeah, you you know the answer to that. Yeah. One famous person from the dead? As opposed to one famous person from the living. <laughs> well, with cancel culture, it's, there's, there is that. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I would probably say Abraham Lincoln. 
I'd want to talk to him. Would you take him to a show? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no, like take him to a movie theater and be like, this is what you've been missing for the last 150 years. Uh-huh, that's what you meant, sure. Um, I, didn't, I didn't say shoot him in the fucking head. I'm just saying, like, see, actors still suck, but they're very different than what you're used to. I, um... <laughs> My mine suddenly feels less admirable. I I uh and you would think it would be a musician of some sort, but no, actually I, I think Robin I'd bring Robin Williams oh, back. That's a good choice. I'd bring that's Robin back. Choice. But like that brings the whole question, like, would he still be like suffering from his No, illness? I think I think there'd have to be the caveat that we just get a healthy Robin. You cure him, yeah. 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 Bring back Robin for like circa nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like post cocaine pre, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I'm with you. That, that was that was prime Robin. Yeah, um, or even early 2000s Robin. He was still pretty good then too. Even yeah, but there's something about 90s Robin, like Mrs. Doubtfire. I know, or, like, but that, 80s, that, that live on Broadway right after 2000 or right after 9/11 was fucking fire. Like that's really good. No, no so. pun intended. No, yeah. No. And, and it would be nice to get Robin Williams like perspective. Like hopefully we would be able to understand like his rationale and if he would have reached out for help more or something like it would be, that would be a very interesting conversation. For sure. Not to go into this conversation, but like it wasn't so much about him reaching out for help. It was that he, he was not able to memorize anything. He was losing and, his memory. And he also apparently the thing I, I just heard this recently, honestly, was that that condi- that same condition actually didn't ha- affected his ability to to recognize that he was suffering. So he didn't realize he was uh, suffering. Yeah. So like, but he but he also had nightly seizures. Right. Like he had to right. sleep in a separate bed. No, so no, no. He but was I mean, suffering. Yeah, so. but no. But when I say what. But like he didn't know that he was feeling depressed. Like he would just feel, apparently that was he, part of it. Too, he didn't know so. he was feeling depressed, but he knew his memory was going. And at yeah. first, he thought he was just like, "I'm getting old." But like he also was slipping back to alcoholism, which is really affecting him. Yeah, of course. Um, There's a, let's let's good next question. Yeah, for real. Well, you know, final thought with dementia and Alzheimer's, like that's not a nice way to go. So no. it sucks. Um, this one feels appropriate, being that we started this talking about your wedding. Um, can you do any tricks with your tongue? <laughs> do yes, yes, that we're not going to talk about. Moving on to the next question. Well, I wouldn't say tricks. Like, you know, like people who can like tie knots with the cherry, you know, stems or anything like that. But um, I don't know, with being a musician, with a readed musician, I, I can do like triple tonguing and stuff like that pe- yeah. where people can find that um, difficult. It's, it's very easy for me. Okay. I, I can make a wife's orgasm appear. There you go. Um, hey. Uh, <laughs> have you ever had anything waxed? And if so, what? Yes. No. I... I... Uh, uh, my first real serious girlfriend, uh, waxed my chest. Oh, you've told this story. I think, I think you told this story. Yeah. And, and, and it was, I mean, I had chest hair back then when I was like 15, but it was enough and it was easily one of the most uncomfortable situations I've been in because she was doing it and she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. It was literally, it was literally like. I know how to do this. And then like her looking online, how to do this. And then like, 
And then she got like a thrill out of it. Like, she was like, this is erotic. This is hot. I'm like, this is painful and fucking uncomfortable. This is almost like that scene in Rockstar where uh, Jennifer Aniston pierces Mark Wahlberg's nipple for him because Bobby Beers did it, you know? Thank- thankfully, it didn't go to that point, but it was more like the 40-year-old version where it's just like, nah, Kelly Clarkson! Like, yeah. it was really kind of yeah, yeah, that yeah. type of shit. And I won't, here, the, the kicker was that I was, like, trying not to yell, but you can't help it. Sure. And we went, and, like, an hour later, I walk out of her bedroom, and her mom and her stepfather were just like, everything all right? And I'm like, your daughter just waxed me. And they're like, we don't need to hear that shit. <laughs> right. I, You're like, no, really, look. <laughs> I was like, here, look at my fucking bare titties. And it's like, that's nice. Would you like dinner? Would you like to leave now? Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, I'd never do a wax because I'm too afraid of my my skin is kind of delicate. So I'd be too afraid that I'd be damaged. Like how I, Rico's skin was bleeding at one point because she kept it on too long. And mm. like, no, 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 no. And, and the other thing is that like my hair is so fucking all over the place that my skin condition is super weird. Like I actually would get like really bad ingrown hairs just from shaving my face. So, yeah. like, I can't fuck with that kind of shit. Yeah, I don't think I would ever do wax. I don't mind shaving things, but wax, I think, is where I draw the line. So, right. you know. Um, this one's really intriguing, and I don't feel like we've answered this one before. Uh, if you could have anything named after you, what would you want it to be? Hmm. I don't really know. That's I, I don't... I really wouldn't want anything named after me. Um... I mean, it could be something as simple, and I, I, I know you guys, where do you two stand on this specifically, but, like, it could be something as simple as having, like, a child, I would imagine, would be, it could be something that, that, that simple. It's not specifying, so it could be that. Yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't want, my, if, like, Joel or Alex had, like, another kid, or if a No, 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 I meant more like your own, not someone else's. No, but, no, I would never, I would never, I would never do that to a kid. Have their name be Rico or Enrico? No. Okay. For, for the longest time, I struggle with my name. Fair really enough. struggle with it. Especially the Enrico. The Enrico is really hard for me. It's because, like, you know, I have to sign my, my, my birth name is Enrico. Right, so, like, right, when right. I sign it, they're like, and when I talk to, like, telemarketers or someone official, like, oh, is this Enrico? And I'm like, kind of. You can please call me. I'm like, tell me strange. Like, please call me Rico. It's way more palatable for me. Sure. If I had a gun to my head and I had to decide something was to be named after me, it would probably be some kind of like stationary, like a like a kind of calligraphy pen or paper or something where you know how things are like how they have names for things that yeah, it would yeah. probably be like one of those like I no <laughs> no nothing named after me. But if if I had to choose, it'd probably be something like that. Um. God, I feel like shallow now. Because uh, I, I do. I've always, I've always wanted. I've always wanted to have like, um, but I don't want like a thing. Like I wanted like a movement almost. You know what I mean? Like I want, I wanted to be. I wanted no, no, no. I wanted to be like a Rockefeller or Ford or you know, like I wanted people a hundred years from now to be talking about my contribution to society and whatever way that I was able to to make a contribution like that's that's something that I've always kind of wanted you know so I don't know if that is the full would, spirit of the I question would, but 
What? I would not call that shallow at all. I that's no. that's an aspiration that many people have. They want to have their legacy remembered in some sort of way. But I'm not that kind of person. I want to be part of the sh- the shadows that it just made the the cogs keep turning, but didn't have any of the spotlight. Right. I mean, the, there's a part of me that I would like to have like a can of like tomato sauce, like the Giorgio's sauce or something like that. You know, there you there's go. something something that... fucking. Rico's peanut cream. <laughs> <laughs> the sauce thing is actually doable. That could that could be a thing, you know. Yeah, but then people would be like, "Oh, DiGiorno re- released a new fucking like sauce brand." Right, right. Like, no, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> You'll be like the McDowell's of sauces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Theirs is creamy, mine is chunky. <laughs> <laughs> um. Back in high school, what was the strangest thing someone would find in your locker? I didn't have a locker. We didn't have lockers in my school. In my, I all amended to like my backpack. Sure. Uh, nothing strange. Like I, I guess like I was like one of the few smokers in my school, so I guess a pack of cigarettes. I, let's talk about the fact that if I even went to school, like, uh, <laughs> that's a hard question to answer because things that I would find normal maybe others would find strange <laughs> you would know what is not considered normal stuff that's true well things like you know like um mallets for percussion instruments uh that wouldn't be strange not in a high school people are in a band all the time i don't think that's a strange thing not not unless you were uh, like pretending to be harley quinn or some shit you know i mean plush toys i guess i had cute little like that's not that strange. I mean, you're that's, supposed- that's not a very good question if I'm really being honest. <laughs> well, I, I, I just read the cards, man. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Um, I don't know. I was, I was a pretty average person, so. We'll just yeah. move on then. My, my answer would be textbooks, but that's because I had a very interesting setup in my school because it was hard for me to carry textbooks. So we actually kept sure. a copy of my textbooks at home and I had a second copy in each classroom. So the only thing I had to carry was notebooks and then I would grab the textbook when I got into the classroom. So that I had it. So that would be, it would be strange for me because of my situation, but it's not very strange overall. So, um, do you have a favorite coffee mug? And if so, what is on it? I know that, I know that this one is, this one's accurate for both of you if I'm pretty, pretty right. Uh, I had a favorite coffee mug that Uh Nancy broke. Oh, okay. And it was written, it, it was fuck you, you fucking fuck on the mug. I know now. I know why and, she broke it, and she hated it. And then she quote unquote accidentally broke it, <laughs> and I was like, "You accidentally did not accidentally do shit. You broke that motherfucker." No, I swear I didn't do it on purpose. I was like, "Uh huh, thanks, mom." Um, I don't really have a. I I haven't had that. This is my. I I, I use my I use the Potescu thermos. A decent amount of time, though. Well, yeah, I mean, every day I saw you drink coffee with that big ass cup. It looked like it had a giraffe on the inside, but I know, I know giraffes that, are that, Steph's thing. That's but one of yeah, right. That's one of uh, four set of of coffee mugs. So I I definitely drink from those the most. Yeah, but it's not like ooh giraffes. <laughs> right, right, right. It's, yeah. Uh, for me, it I coffee it just needs to be like a small one so any of like the potescu ones are nice um but for Rebecca's. tea i like i like this really big 
mug that's it's uh it's cream colored and it's off white it is because i like that i can see the color of the tea as it's brewing so sometimes i want the tea to be lighter and sometimes i want it to be darker so that the inside is a is a pale cream color i can see the color of the tea better and it's a starbucks mug that's uh san francisco so I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that stuff because I was struggling to come up with an answer. So I'm gonna go tea as well because I don't drink tea very often. But I have these tea mugs. They're German tea mugs, and they're not technically. I guess they're not technically mugs because they're glasses, and they're it's like glass thinness. Like it's very thin. They're very short, but they're very concaved in shape, and it does something to the flavor of the tea. Because I'm not a tea person. I don't typically drink tea. Right. Unless I drink a, a hot toddy, which then the whiskey and the other things that go in it kind of make it tolerable for me. But uh, which is odd because I love iced tea, but that's a whole different discussion. But I'm I'm with you. I'm exactly the same way. Um, but there's something about these German tea mugs that if I was gonna have just straight tea, it changes the flavor, and they're so good, and they're small, and the handle it's all glass. But no matter how hot the tea is, the the handle stays ice cold. Like it's not ice cold, but, but it's not hot cold. to touch. You can grab the handle yeah. without any, uh, repercussion. Uh, and I so exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They're like the Istanbul, uh, glasses. Yeah. These are from Germany. The ones I got are from Germany, but I'm sure it's very similar in style. So yeah. Uh, German tea cups where you can, a, a bunch of Deutsch bags can give you a cup or you put your tea bags. Yeah. Um, well, I, I like the Starbucks one because it retains the heat for a long time because I'm a very slow tea sipper. Mm-hmm. So um, where it just keeps it kind of a lukewarm temperature for a long period of time is the way that I like to drink my tea. And it's very unusual. I don't like drinking it when it's hot. And I understand like cold tea drinking, but that's a very rarity for me, it, mainly because iced teas are more on the sugary side. I oh, like my sure. tea to either have honey in it or to have just just like a cream, like a milk or something where there's no sugar. So, yeah. Well, I remember one time, Rico, this was years ago at this point. We were doing Potescue and you were house sitting for Nancy and Maxwell. And it was like the first time you ever did that when I had been a part of your life. So this is way back, right? You guys. Okay. You were still living in the garage. Steph was still in L.A., just to give you a, like, context, time period. And towards the end of the episode, uh, we paused briefly, and you ordered yourself some Thai for for dinner. And I remember this. And then you got this, like, tea that came in, like a, like, a quart plastic thing with, like, milk in it. And I'll never forget that. Like, it was a weird Thai tea. That it's a thai, it was a Thai iced tea, yeah. yeah. That's all it is. No, it was just inter- I'm not saying anything bad about it. it was just, but it's a, it's a memory that has stuck out for me all these years. Is this this thing of tea that you were drinking? That you know? that is a requirement every time. Like Thai's tea is on the menu. Stuff and I look at you. They're like, like should we? And 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 they're all like depending on where you go, it's always one of the most expensive things at the on the menu. Like ignoring food, right? Like, like a like a Thai tea is like four dollars each. Wow. Yeah. For like Typically. tea and milk, it's like for a change. It's like like four thirty seven or four, you know, fifty eight or something. Like it's always like for a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what slogan or jingle got stuck in your head for forever? 
I don't get slogans or necessarily jingles. I get weird phrases from movies and shows that like haunt me or like snippets of songs. Not even the whole fucking song. All right, great example. Steph and I fucking watched the movie Thumbelina. <laughs> and we did you ever see Thumbelina? No, I don't think so. I know I know what it's I know a, the concept of the movie, but yeah. It's a Don Bluth movie from like the early '90s, and like Don Bluth was the anti Walt Disney, so he did like Fightful, yeah, 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 that and Land Before Time and shit like that. And I remember Thumbelina and like uh, the Troll in Central Park were like movies that I watched religiously as a little kid. And Steph and I were like, buy, like buying shit on Amazon. It was like, oh my god, we can get a Troll in Central Park for like five dollars on Amazon. We can also get Thumbelina and Anastasia as a dual pack for also five dollars. So with this Don Bluth fucking period, your Bluth period, the Bluth period, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was our Bluetooth, um, and we fucking realized that okay, most of these movies are not—they're not very good I, as adults. I need and there's God, no, no, finish. I'm sorry, I thought you were done. No, no, there's a fucking song in Thumbelina. <laughs> that hounded me for weeks <laughs> and, and like I would I, it was so fucking it was so weird I would wake up totally fine go out and have my coffee and my smoke and it would just earworm the shit out of me like and it was like the character was like Italian or French and he had this weird European accent he was a bird and he's just like I don't understand what the fuck he was saying half the time but he's singing the song, so this garbled Euro trash mess of language would fucking be in my ear as I'm trying to like smoke and drink coffee and wake the fuck up. And it was the worst way to like start my day. And that's when Steph would know if I was in a bad mood. She's like, You're hearing the fucking song again, aren't you? I'm like, I think I'm going crazy, honey. <laughs> uh no, not too much. Like I think when you asked that question, the first thing that came to mind was like the 988-2300 Empire. And it's yeah. like a, replacing floors and window treatments, too. No, like, I got it. <laughs> uh, and the only reason why that jingles in my head is because I, when I was sick with bronchitis, it came on a lot um, in between. A lot of daytime TV, yeah. Like the A-Team, the... Uh, uh, Magna PI, you know, MASH, uh, those kinds of like reruns. So, yeah. Um, you write about a bunch of those. I didn't even think about it. The first thing that came to my mind was actually from a commercial, and I don't know if it qualifies as a slogan, but it was the WhatsApp from the Budweiser <laughs> commercials. And the, the reason I say this is it became a thing. Like, people would just do it. It, oh, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even, like, it, it, it surpassed the commercial. It wasn't like yeah. you were right. It just became, like, a way to greet, greet people for a while. Oh, yeah. It, it oh, became yeah. a pop culture thing that we all did in, like, the 90s. Like, yeah. I remember greeting everyone that way. It was yeah. fucking hilarious. Scary um, movie also brought it back. Yes, to, like, yes, for popularity. sure. Yeah, but but I would say even before that, at least in my world, yeah, yeah, that we had nothing to, yeah. Um, I, I want I want to pause, not the recording, but just the, the questions for a second, because I want to tell you something that you will be very proud of, Rico, and you made me think of it when you brought up Thumbelina. And it has nothing okay. to do with um, Don Bluth or those movies, but it made me think of animated movies. I was listening to 
Preston Steve, that radio show that I've mentioned a few times that you know I'm a fan of, and they were talking about Tim Burton's animated and features, and they fucking listed Nightmare Before Christmas, and nobody corrected it. And I'm like, that is not fucking Burton. Because it, it, they yeah, were saying the yeah. ones that he directed. Oh, uh, yeah, he didn't direct it. No. That's the truth. Yeah, and I remember I remember <laughs> going, no, that's not correct. And, and yeah, how so. close were you to like fucking like calling up the fucking radio show? Um, well, I listened to it in podcast form, and I listened a week. Oh, and, so you yeah, missed it? Yeah, I didn't have a chance, but I, I, I would have otherwise. I would have been like, motherfuckers, no. Um, you owe Henry Selleck a fucking apology. Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> um, well, speaking of movies, do you want to talk about what you saw allegedly? Yeah, allegedly. I know I did <laughs> see it. It, it. it was a movie that I saw. What did um, you see? I saw Jurassic World Dominion. Dominion, all right. What did you think? I, you know what? It's funny because I've been talking about it with some people. I, I just saw it, you know, for for full transparency for the audience. It's Sunday. We usually record on Sunday. We've never hid that. That's what day of the week it is. I saw it on Friday when it came to, to Peacock. So, like, it is fresh. Like, I just right. saw it. Um, I got to tell you, of the three Jurassic Worlds, I liked it better than the second one. I really, truly did. I actually did like it quite a bit, especially compared to the second one. Um, I feel like it, I feel like if, and and you would know better than I would, Rico, but if this is truly where where they're going to stop the Jurassic mm-hmm. World, fran- or the Jurassic's period, I should say, because it is kind of a mixture of park and world at this point, um, mm-hmm. then they tied it off very nicely. Like, they really did do a nice job of, like, I feel like tying off all the stories, cleaning it up, and ending it the way they needed to end it. I, I, I and I, I really actually kind of liked it. I got to be honest with you. Is it the best one in the whole, you know, six movie arc or whatever it is at this point? No, but it's certainly not, um, certainly not terrible. And I actually found the second one to be, uh, worse, to be honest with you, of the Jurassic World. Staff, your thoughts? Mm-mm. <laughs> Steph and I really did not like. I, I remember it. you. Yeah, you and I briefly talked about this when, right after you saw it. But I, I, I basically summed up this Jurassic World trilogy as very, very similar to the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Like you get no, I mean, like because like the first one that came out, Force Awakens and Jurassic World, like okay. It's virtually the same movie, but it's fresh, and I really like where they're going, and it's got new characters, and I'm like, I'm into it, and it's exciting. And it made me revitalize the affection I had for the original trilogy or the original series or or, or films. Then, like, Fallen Kingdom, Last Jedi came out. I'm like, all right, it's definitely a darker film. They're introducing clones for some reason. Um, some humor that I wasn't expecting, but... It's still dark and it's beautifully shot. Then the third one came out, which is like, we're going to shove a bunch of fan service into this, but the plot is going to be kind of ridiculous and not very well executed. You're going to be watching characters be like, why the fuck are they doing this? And why? I remember walking out of Dominion and talking to a coworker of mine. And I said, "I, I don't understand what I just saw. Like, yes, they tied off a bunch of shit from the original characters, like Dr. Not to, Grant. Not just the original. I think also all of them. I think Chris Pratt's character got tied off. I think Maisie gets tied off nicely. I think, you know. 
it, it felt like there was a lot of plot threads going on all at once and it was like it just became kind of this jumbled spider's web in my opinion well it, and you know, tj you like what you like that's fine if if you if you like this over fallen kingdom that's no fucking like I, problem in my book it reminded me of you know i and i thought of this when i was watching and i don't think you've played this yet i know it's weird to say that because it it doesn't seem like a apples to apples kind of analogy but resident evil 6 have you played 6 yet yeah. yeah. Okay. It felt like Resident Evil Six of the Jurassic World of the Jurassic franchise. It really kind of did. It was that same thing of like you're kind of all over the place. Yeah. I mean, there, there's yeah. definitely. I'm I'm not sitting here telling you it's a a you know a fantastic perfect film in any way. I'm saying of the of the especially the the Jurassic World three. I think it was better than than the second and. And and definitely, like I said, tying off the entirety of the six very nicely. I I felt like you get you get that closure with Settler and, and Grant kind of ending up together. You know, um, you get Goldblum, you get Allen's kind of arc tied off. The only thing that I think would have been kind of neat, and I said this to Deb, we were talking about it. She hasn't watched it yet, but she still wanted to talk about it. Was and they had the opportunity to do this. Um, the pilot that helps them would have been really neat if that had been Alan's daughter from lost kingdom, because he has an African-American daughter in lost kingdom. Not no, 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 no. Ian. Not, or Ian. Not yes. Alan. Ian. Ian. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not, yeah. Okay, yeah. It would have been kind of neat if that was her instead of just some new character. Not that there was a problem with a new character, but I'm saying it would have been kind of neat if that tied together, you know, whatever. So, I mean the the prehistoric bug thing was an interesting angle the because locust. we always yeah yeah the lo, the prehistoric locust. Um, I I absolutely felt that the guy who played Dachshund, the the big yeah. bad one of the not one of the worst fucking like performances I've seen that actor do, and I thought it was just boring as all hell and like evil for the sake of being evil, but not even doing a very good job of being evil. See again, um, I I would equate him to almost like Wesler Wesler from, uh, a Wesker from Resident Evil. Like he felt very Wesker, like you know. No, Wesker is very fucking evil. This, I mean, th- oh this, that guy's guy, that guy's evil. That dude Dotson's evil. evil. He's but, just but, not as maniacal. That's what he's not. You know, it was just. It, well, I'll tell you something. Originally, that he this actor took over for a previous actor because that that character is in the first Jurassic Park. He's the one who meets up with Nedry at the fucking outside restaurant. Where he's like, Dachshund, we got Dachshund here. I'd have Dachshund. to, I'd have to go back. And, it's been so long since I've seen the first where one, he, but yeah, it's where he shows him the fucking, oh, I, uh, the, the shaving I, cream can and that whole interaction. Oh, is that what I was trying to that, figure out what the importance of that can was? Cause I could not put my life on like, like he, he was guarding that can. Like it was his, you know, right. So that's the character that, like but he's I, the I, one who's trying to fuck over Jurassic Park in the yeah. very first movie. The big guy. But that act, the original actor is now in prison for fucking a kid. So they're like, <laughs> well, that's that's a thing, you know. So right. so they're like, all right, we need to like recast this. And I'm like, no, I'm let's get the guy out and yeah. shoot the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, they were originally aiming for Bill Cosby, and it was just like, no. 
Uh, I don't know, man. I, I we only saw it the one time. I think we need to rewatch it, but I still was like, this is not a very good movie. Uh, again, which I'm is not, really disappointing. I'm like, not. It hurt me. Uh, okay, well, I'm not saying I'm certainly not sitting here saying it's like some, you know, master, you know, piece thing. Um, I just, I just liked that. I, I, and like you said, there was some fan service. Like, there's that one scene right when they're getting ready to um leave the. You can't say the park, but I get the sanctuary, and the and the T Rex walks past this like circular shaped thing and like pauses very briefly and like mirrors the original logo, which I thought was kind of I liked it. Cool. I mean, you know, I like that. You know, I, I like that. I like I like the Dilophosaurus's like you know fucking you know the 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 spitting cobra dinosaurs. I thought yep. those were fucking awesome because we haven't but seen them this... since we haven't seen them since the uh... first one. First one, so it was nice that that's how he kind of meets his demise, if you will, you know. Well, I, yeah. so, so, like, there are, I, I scroll around Pinterest, and occasionally there'll be things, like, where they'll do um, charts of things. And one thing that I had noticed was they did, like, charts of certain types of characters and how it is with Marvel between all of the different like groupings of people, like the rogue person, the, the, uh, the, the nerdy person, the, you know, like, and they just had them all lined up. And it's like, I understand that every story and every like grouping of people has these caricatures, these types of people that are lumped together. And it just felt like with the third or rather the sixth Jurassic world movie, like, you know, it's, it's like we took the template from one and then we rebooted it with with the the three, four, like the, the four, five, six room films. And let's just be like, oh, you're me because that's how they wrote us. And it just felt a little too tongue in cheeky for me. Like, granted, the, the fifth movie was extremely depressing and like tore my heart out. And I was like, never want to see that ever again in my life. It's but so- um, I did not like the the sixth movie like yes it rounded everything around pretty good but no i i not like it at all <laughs> there was a lot of shaky cam shit where i was getting i was like this is like a like a born identity I, sequel I, but like with I, dinosaurs i remember that sequence because I, I know i know exactly what you're talking about they're doing the chase through malta i think it is or whatever yeah. whatever malta Portuguese or whatever yeah and i'm like i'm watching this and i'm fine with it i am 100 fine with it but i'm watching this and i'm going this I, I swear to god rico in the first 30 seconds i was like this is what rico hated about this fucking movie I, part part of it, yeah. I I I immediately was like, yeah, it's so funny because I I thought that immediately it was it was just rather entertaining. It, it was just so frustrating because Jurassic World I felt like had a seamless camera. It, it, like Jurassic World felt like Spielberg was like coaching Colin Trevorrow how to make a Jurassic Park film, right? But make it his own. Like he was there behind the scenes, like coaching him. And then it sounds, and then like Dominion just looked like. Spielberg was like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm not coming for this one. You guys can fuck off. <laughs> so, but, um, will, but the, the, a little caveat to add for this is that Steph and I saw, uh, Jaws in theaters the other night at, at my work and we saw it in 3d and Steph was always, like I thought a that big, was like, terrible. I thought Jaws 3d was terrible. Jaws 3d does suck. 
but Jaws, the original in 3D, actually pretty good. Because All we're right. both not big into 3D films, but actually didn't it's, get a headache and it didn't do anything wrong. It, 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 it didn't do anything for the movie, but it didn't do anything bad for the movie either. Well, it didn't do anything good t- either, considering well, the movie is bad to begin with. But that's a whole different discussion. So, well, you're, you're, okay. So... You know, see, I've I've never really been a Jaws fan because of the ridiculousness of the of the of the story of the character. Because uh, sharks just don't do that. Like that's it's just <laughs> sharks know, just don't do that. Like I know too much about sharks that through is through my autistic cousin who's like all into ocean animals. That you know, it's just the plausibility level. Uh, you have to really just throw plausibility out the window. Which for me, it takes away from the movie and it makes it so that I can't enjoy it. But I have to say that seeing Jaws in theater with the sound, surround sound, basically, and with like the whole scale of having that three ton, you know, just mush, just eating machine on screen, very much made it a very different viewing. And I enjoyed it, the thriller portion of what it is a lot more seeing it in theater. And they tastefully did the 3D in like in scenes where three dimension isn't difficult to do. What they did is they made the background a bit more fuzzy and the four person be a lot more crisp. And that's what gave it the three dimension. So it was very tastefully done. It wasn't swishy at all because you know how much I can't handle that. So right. I, I would if you have the opportunity to see the original Jaws remastered into 3D, it is worthwhile. You know, it's it's funny because when we when I had uh, when I had Javo on last episode while you were off getting married, we you know he he brought up a phrase completely un unprompted that I I even mentioned on the episode, so I'll tell you that I said you know unfortunately I don't think we can do this anymore. Is is just shut your brain off and watch the movie. And I don't think you can do that. I don't think you're no. capable of doing and that and, and and when I said that, there was a genuine like that's a shame that came out of Jabo. Like it was not like a shot at you. It was like it's a shame that you can't just sit back and disconnect enough to just be like there's ridiculousness happening and just enjoy the ridiculousness for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it, it is. It depends. If it's a movie I, I have seen numerous times and I know the ridiculousness is coming. Like, I, you know, I, I watch a lot of horror slasher but, but movies. But Rico, you, those, can't, you, you can't go into a movie about gigantic, genetically engineered dinosaurs roaming all over the earth and expect it to be anything but ridiculousness. That's the point. Well, my problem no. is not with the dinosaurs; it's with everything else. No. So it's no, not... okay, there there is a difference, CJ, because if you're watching a standalone movie and you know that it's supposed to be just ridiculous, and you're walking into it knowing that that you have to just throw plausibility out of the window, Rico can do that very easily. I mean, what what's the uh, the John Cleason crew people the the uh, time band? Oh, time band. Yeah. Time- very ridiculous, very out the window. There, you can't throw logic into that movie at all. And Rico absolutely enjoys it to a T. 
But when you have something like the Jurassics, where it's it's a franchise, it's building off of old stories, it's building off of old characters, it's building off of a lore that's being created, you there is a certain level of you can't just let it go and treat it like a standalone. You have to connect it to the past of things you've seen but he, or but past he, situations or like I mean, I'm I'm that way. Like there's movies where I can just sit back and, and just totally enjoy how dumb hallmarky ridiculous it is and there are times where i get so distracted by being taken out of the film that i can't just enjoy it and sit back and like it but like, see, like it, it, something happens and it makes it be where i i i'm too disjointed as a viewer but see, you you bring up the, the there being this histories. I'll give you an example of one that I I, I think I predicted. It, Enrico, I guessed because I don't think you and I've ever talked about it. But I predicted you either haven't seen it and would hate it, or you've seen it and didn't like it, regardless. And that's Face Off, the the Travolta Nick Cage movie. I like Face Off. Uh, see, I I saw you finding all kinds of problems with that movie. Just knowing you the way that I, we've done this enough that I can I don't always get it right, but I I can predict a lot of the times what's coming from you. You know, if if I had never seen Face Off and it was released like tomorrow and I saw it, I'd be like, that's a little ridiculous, but it's what it is. But like I said, it it depends on if and when I saw it. If it's one of those childhood movies kind of thing like again there are movies that i saw when i was a kid i rewatched them now and i'm like huh okay like goonies is a great example i fucking still love the goonies and i and i enjoy oh, i got every time. i got you'll appreciate i got destroyed for that you'll love that portion so i heard i heard oh uh, no it, it 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 continues on good <laughs> yeah but I I still will like notice being like all right some of the acting of the kids is hit and miss and then you know you 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 just can't help being like a movie buff as I am and like looking up goofs and trivia and finding it yourself being like why did this character do that that's fucking weird and huh their names are Fratellis and there's three brothers and but so the mom okay then then you're just like all right I'm digging too deep into a movie that I love. I don't mind digging too deep in a movie I don't like to rip it apart or the one that you love, CJ. Yes, I, I know you have no problem going into the ones that I love. Trust me, I'm, I'm aware. Here's an- another great example. Bram Stoker's Dracula. When I first saw it, I was captivated because I saw it when I was a kid. Watched it again when I was like 15. I was like, oh, wow, this kind of sucks. What happened? Yeah. It was oh, that- well, I mean, you know, like uh, Robin Hood, the Prince of Thieves with uh, Costner. I like. I know it's a terrible, terrible movie, but it's I not love a terrible it a movie. It's not a great it's, movie. It's it's nineteen eighties acting. Come on. <laughs> it's Kevin Costner didn't even try. It's neither awful. did Sean. Con- neither did Sean Connery, and and we everybody loves his ass. It's awful, CJ. But it's Sean Connery. At least is because of how awful it is. Connery at least came from the same fucking area. As what they were aiming for. Okay, now I don't mean in that movie. I mean, period. Any movie he's in, he has the same goddamn accent. He didn't even try. I agree. I do agree with that. His his fucking questionable Irish Chicago accent in The Untouchables is not even questionable. It's just, oh, I know the answer. He didn't give a fuck. I, I, <laughs> I, I, will, let you, I will let you hear the specifics, but 
you are gonna lose your shit when you're here here Javo called Brando a G. It's it's quite comical him defending he, Brando. He, and he, I, he, he I, knows I, my stance on Brando. I've I had said it. I had your back. I, I had your back a hundred percent, but it was it I, was quite funny to me. I I understand why people fucking like Brando. People always like, I can't believe you don't like Brando because like you love the Godfather and, and he was Italian. I'm like, he was not Italian. And Brando's not the high point of that movie. <laughs> like, agree. I understand yeah. at the time people were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" He he, blah blah blah. We didn't this start out with us like being married and shit. Like, what happened? <laughs> I we think, did hottest new inception. That's just how things go. Yeah, yeah, I think I think actually I feel like that should be the last word. I should just stop it right there. Yeah, let's. We're married, motherfuckers. CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. After I'm done, stay tuned for the damn it, our very own post credit scene. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like this show page, Potaskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9 p.m. to midnight-ish, and Saturday from 10 p.m. to midnight-ish, Eastern Standard Time, at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJXANTHUS. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potaskew. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget the damn it. I say any man who has reason why these two should not be joined, let him speak no, or forever hold his peace. Then I now pronounce you, hold I speak. I will not allow this wedding to proceed. Damn it. Ask you.